We have a very special guest here with us today, Tool Clark. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a nice intro. That was dope. <laughs> Thank you. I that was like smooth. It. You know, you brought yourself in. That was very smooth. <laughs> I appreciate it. So um, let's go right in. So for some of our listeners who might not know, um, you're a very successful A&R at Def Jam. And um, you have been also a Grammy nominated producer. And yes. you worked with very important artists like throughout your career. Yes. So at one point, at what point in your life you decided to become a creative and work closely with artists? You know, it's crazy. Um, as a as a producer, um, there's similarities as an A&R, but not all the way in because A&R is on a whole nother level. I mean, from the personal side, you're like a brother, consultant, um, at the same time, helping with the music, helping with the ideas, and, you know, even with their personal lives. Um, so as a producer, you just go in creatively. You may come in, you may just have fun, and whatever the vibes may be, you end up creating a record. So, um um, for me, you know, it's just been one of those things I have um, actually been blessed to just, you know, um, just be a creator um, on both sides as an A&R and as a producer. So when was like the transition from, because you started off as a producer, when was the transition from being a producer to an A&R? Well, I still produce. It's not, it's not as much and, you know, saying not as, you know, hands on. Um, but it was crazy because I didn't say, hey, I, I didn't wake up and say, hey, I want to do this. You know, it was one of those things where, um, shout out to No ID. Um, he was the president at the time for Def Jam, and, you know, he wanted me to go in and um, and check him out. And I was like, yo, I really don't want to come in the building. I'm cool on that. I'm a creative. I call them pink shirts, you know. I'm not even <laughs> trying to come in with the pink shirts because, you know, the whole corporate rules and ladder. I just like, ah, it's not for me. So um, messed around. I actually paid him a visit one day. And when I paid him a visit one day, he asked for my um, lawyer information, and uh, the rest was history. I started off as a consultant and um, got hired as a senior vice president, and I'm here. And then, um, obviously, like, when you first started, like, the music industry were different, and it's constantly changing. So right. how would you say, like, it has changed throughout the years, and also, like, the job description of being an A&R changed? Well, the job description as an A&R, um, I can't really speak on that because, like I say, I don't know anything of the past. I only know history of, you know what I'm saying, um, A&Rs, producers, executives, and stuff like that. But I have to say something has changed that I know of. I remember when I was producing, it was straight radio hits. You had to have a radio hit. You had to get it going or whatever. Now, you don't need a radio hit. You have people that, that knows artists and can sell out shows, and they don't have one radio record at all. You know what I'm saying? So the streaming services and, all, and, and the whole DSP um, platform is huge. It's very, very huge right now because, I mean, you could get discovered and noticed across the world, and it's just crazy. And how do you, like, decide on um, which artists you're going to work with? Like, what are some of the key qualities that you look for in artists? The key quality is confidence. You know what I'm saying? It starts with confidence first, you know what I'm saying? If you believe in your own music and you walk in believing yourself, you know, that makes me say, okay. Let me check this out and see what's up, you know. And then after that, um, just what the originality factor may be, you know what I'm saying, how original artists may be. Um, you know, when they come to you, my job is to actually help them mold and put more fire to the flame. So um, something I definitely look for right away is the confidence. And then obviously, like, um, it's an advantage for you to be a producer and then become an A&R because a, a lot of the job of the A&R is, like, to work closely with the producers, the artists, and all that. So right. what were some of the advantages that you had be when once you started becoming an the animal. advantage just period is understand the uh, mindset of a creator um you can't put a timeline on that when these artists are making records or albums or what have you 
and their mindsets, you know, they go through personal stuff and then they try to be creative and then they may be creative like for a whole week or maybe that day and get in. You got to understand the mindset instead of just doing the job. It's a big difference. Some people just do the job and they get the check, you know, and they be like, okay, I got to try to turn it in and they work off a timeline. I don't work off a timeline. I work off being a creative. And then um, how would you say, like, along these years, um, being in the music industry affected your personal growth? Um, you know what, man? I can't say personally on a personal side. It's like, you know, um, you got to dedicate a lot of time to this game, you know? You got to dedicate a lot of hours for real. And um, that can definitely have an effect on your personal life. And um, I know it had an effect on my personal life in different areas. So it definitely has an effect on that. The balance is very hard. For some people, success means financial progress, right. and uh, for others, it means doing what you love, doing right. what you're passionate about. Right. How would you de define success for yourself? Man, success for me is um, anything I had, you know, since dream dreamed about that have came true. That's a success story to me. You know, I mean, you know, the whole quotes and the sayings: follow your dreams and stick to your dreams and stuff like that. And you never know how your dreams will play out. So when the dream actually play out and you actually win, and it happens, it's like, yo, that's a success story. <laughs> and for me, it's not even the, I can't monetize, like, the money value on the level of success. For me, it's more just of, wow, this actually happened. I actually put the work in it, something, the idea that I thought about, and it actually, sorry about that, kid on kid alert. Um, an idea, <laughs> something I have thought about, you know, um, has actually came came to um an idea something i have actually thought about has came you know what i'm saying to to life so that's huge and like you said um in the music industry like from our previous guests i get the understanding of that um giving real life examples is a big part of um understanding the industry so right. can you uh give us a challenging moment that you had in your career and how you overcame that situation wow challenging moment when nobody listens <laughs> to your records your beats, your demos, and you just like, yo, I just want to break. I just want just like just somebody just to just listen to my beats and just listen to these records or whatever like that, man. And that's very challenging because you're in the studio every single day, like damn near 16, 18 hours a day. And I call it the basement. So you're literally in the basement. You're grinding every single day, hoping that somebody's going to say, hey, I love your work. So when this shit don't happen, you say, oh, my God, like, is this going to happen? You start thinking all kind of doubts and you'd be like, man, maybe I should just get my resume together and go get a job and do this, that and the third. So, you know, me and my partner, we went through that whole little phase or whatever like that, man. But, um, you know, God showed us some light and uh, we never turned around since. And how do you like in a ment mentality um, point of view, like how do you change that? Um, change your mentality towards like achieving those goals when you're in a position where like nobody's listening to your demos, nobody's listening to what you're produced or you have to walk what you think about. So a positive mindset, putting, you know, what I'm saying positive things into, you know, what I'm saying the universe Words, I say words of affirmation is really real because everything I ever wrote in my journal, I look back and I'll be like, wow, this actually happened. It maybe didn't happen on the time mark that it was on. But it actually happened for me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I kind of manifest and wrote my own destiny without me even knowing. 
So I think like for me, that's super real, man. The words of affirmation, having a journal, writing it down, staying positive because we never know the time in anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one of those things like you really got to be locked into that space if you're that person to really believe it, to achieve it. And are you one of those people who like constantly do this all over again in yeah, every single yeah, yeah, situation? Yeah. You know what's crazy? I treat I treat everything like the first meaning like it's, it's good and bad. But far as like my career, I never took the gas off of anything. I never settled. I never was like, yo, you know, I'm seven time Grammy nominated. I went to the Grammys. I'm a this chill is this. Oh, I had this. This happened for me. This happened for me. I work like nothing has never happened for me, you know what I mean? So I keep that same, I call it the intern mentality, you know what I'm saying? The mentality of an intern is always trying to take the, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 the top spot, but they're going to always make sure that they're teaching themselves, they're learning different things, you know what I'm saying, that they actually are on point to be ready for the opportunity when it arrives. And also, like, especially like the music industry, it's a very fast-paced environment, right, right, right. and it's very stressful as well. So how do you, like... Um, keep on pushing yourself to get out of your comfort zone and maybe like take more responsibility and do more stuff. Right. Well, I never settle. It's crazy, man. Um, I feel like the position I'm in, um, I do way more than what the job description is. <laughs> so um, it never leads me to a point to um, settle. So I'm always, you know, I'm going the extra mile. Um, but with anything, it's about having that belief and faith. So it's like when you got that, that keeps you grounded on a certain level of just always wanting to just move forward and go to the next thing. So um, I we've come to the, my favorite part of the show. So I'm, I will give you three years in the past, and I want you to give us an important memory from each. Mm -hmm. So the first year would be 2005. Came a long way. <laughs> this is two. <laughs> um, man, 2005. Broke five broke. We ain't got it. Broke. Broke. That's all I could tell you. Broke. Struggling. Trying. Where were you? Chi-Town. From Chicago. So I was in Chicago, in the basement, trying to make it. And was that like the first year that you started as a producer or um, you were like a couple of years in? No, probably like that was like kind of like maybe like the second, third year, maybe the third year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you were a duo back then, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Duo in the basement. <laughs> Struggling records. Broke five broke. And um, moving on to the next year, mm -hmm. um, how about 2010? 2010, let me see. We came out 2009, 2010. 2010, I was in L.A., um... And I want to say my second year, it was my second and third year. Maybe I got my first placement for real. I don't, I got to remember when Purple Heart Bieber came out. So I think it's probably 11. But if it was 10, 10 or 11, um, I want to say I got, oh, you know what? I take that back. 2010, I had a couple of Starbucks. We had a record called Move If You Wanna with Mims. You know what I'm saying? When gold for us. Yeah, nice time. It was a nice time. And was how, how was the transition for you from, like, Chicago to L.A.? Because they're both, like, big music scenes. And what well, was, like, the difference well, for you? Well, it's segregated where I'm from. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and L.A. is very multicultural. So the culture is at an all-time high out here. You know what I'm saying? It's a mash. Everything meshed together. 
Um, so that was actually a, a, a culture shock for me. I was like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? But it's dope. I mean, come on. I got the palm trees. I got the mountains behind the mountains. You know what I'm saying? It's multi-cultured. You know what I'm saying? I get to just step outside. The weather is nice. I don't have to worry about the snow, zero below, the wind chill factor. You know, it's dope. And do you think for, like, aspiring um, producers, is L.A. a better scene to be in terms of, like, getting their music out there? or? Well, this is what I always tell people, man, just about being where you need to be. Just be where you need to be when it's time for you to be there. If you want to move, cool. If you don't want to move, that's cool, too. And the reason why I say that, because you got to go where the action is. So you got to come through, you know what I'm saying, California, because this is the entertainment capital. So you got to come through here and lay some foundation of work and get your networking on, get your name out here so people know that you coexist, even if you live here or come through the city. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like you got to be able to hit up L.A. You got to be, be able to hit up Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, Miami, uh, New York on the business end. You got to be able to, you know, to move to all these different places. And moving on to the next year, how about 2015? 2015. I got checks, 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 checks. I got checks, man. We was popping. 2015, Big Sean, ass, 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 around a birthday cake. Like, we locked in, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, that's when we was definitely establishing ourselves as producers totally, you know what I mean? As far as, like, getting the interns as a household name out there. And then I think most of um, now the generation who's trying to become, like, producers and artists, they think that once they, like, get one song out there and once it becomes... Um, like viral, they think that like everything's gonna come to them. Right, but right, right. how did it happen for you? Like once you had that like one hit track, and then you made a name for yourself, and then you had to. Did you have to like go find other opportunities? Well, or well, as you make a name for yourself, that opened up the door for people to say, "Okay, come in, I listen." And you got to take advantage of the people that listen to get the opportunity. And then when you get the opportunity, you got to seize the moment to try to make something happen. So none of this stuff. Is, is 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 pretty much calculated. It's like going to the casino gambling. You know what I'm saying? When you when you go and you bet your money, you don't really know if you're gonna make that hand. Some some things you know how to play, you may be like, okay, I know something's gonna happen, but you don't know exactly what's gonna happen. So it's you know, that's how I look at the music game, you know. Um anybody come in, they listen, they get an opportunity, it's like you gotta seize the moment. And if you go if you can go back in time to when you like first started what would one advice be to your younger self one advice i'd be like hey hey young two hey 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 kid hey make sure i ain't talking to you uh <laughs> hey make sure that you actually listen don't talk just listen you know just listen be very attentive to what people saying you know take that information and there's research for yourself, man. I had to learn the hard way. But if I could tell the younger me that, it's just like, yo, man, starts with listening first. And there's a lot of like, me like, like you said, like listening to people who have been in the industry for a long time. It's really a big part of the industry right now, like the mentor and mentee relationship. And how would you say like, um, that's a, why would you say that's an important part of like the music industry, especially with the culture that's going on right now? I mean, I don't think it is. I don't think it's enough mentors. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we female right females are on fire right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the females got the right mentality about you know what I'm saying mentorship and stuff like that. Um, and it's not a lot of pride and ego. And if it is, you know, what I'm saying they plan it off very well. So that's why the new women empowerment movement is very strong because I feel like they understand how to like take 
someone and something under the wing and collaborate on things and it not be a problem. Um, you know, from a male standpoint, we haven't we haven't really you know what I'm saying conquered that yet. You know, yeah. I mean, um, the mentors and mentorships, you yeah. know, what I'm saying to spread it out. You know what I mean? But it's not like at an all time high. And um, going off of that. Um, right now, like a lot of our listeners are usually either current college students or recent graduates, and right. um, they people always say like follow your passion, right. but that may be a hard for them right now. Like they may be feeling lost right. and that that they don't know what their passion is. Right. So, what would your advice be to uh, figure out what their passions are? My advice is this: um, it's such things called reality. And with reality is responsibilities, you know. Um, got to do what you got to do. Whether it's, you know, you paying rent, car note, water bill, um, grocery bills, or whatever that it is. And the reality of the situation um, is you got to make sure that you're responsible first. Um, a dream is great, but sometimes we neglect what responsibility is to, in order to, you know, send a chase the dream. So it's like you can chase the dream and be responsible at the same time, the damn time. It's 24 hours in a day. 24 hours in a day, man, you have to make sure that you chop up your hours the best way that you can. And it may be lack of sleep and lack of rest, but, I mean, you got to know, man, none of this lasts forever. So you got to put in different, you know, um, different different um, expectations for yourself in order to get the proper results. So it starts with responsibility, man. You got to be responsible, man. You can go ahead and, and get a part-time job and still try to, you know, say, do your dream. Or if you got to get a full-time job and you're just going to be tired, you know, saying, do what you need to do to do your dream. And maybe it just be on certain days and not just every day. But it's like you got to make sure that. And I always say that because that's what's called balance. And if you're able to balance from the beginning when you really get in this shit, you know, you'll be okay. Because it's a roller coaster. And... How would you like what would be your one advice be to young professionals who are trying to just start in the music industry and want to become executives? I say as um, the young professionals, I just tell them, you know, what I'm saying know your history. A lot of a lot of cats get in the game and they don't know their history. So when they get success, they sound very ignorant and dumbfounded about people that was before them and the work that they put in. And, you know, because they think they the person because they may be popping right now. And it's like, like no you got to know your history you know what i mean because popping right now doesn't mean that you have actually hit the landmarks of somebody else you know what i'm saying so it's just if you's like hey man i got my first platinum record and you may be like well f um a producer like rodney jerkins or somebody and you'd be like yo man he sold like diamond records you know what i mean like you can never say that because you haven't even hit where his resume is hit it at so you gotta always show respect but in order to show respect you gotta know your history and if you don't know your history, you just lost. And what would you call this chapter of your life and why? Jeez. <laughs> the calm. This chapter of my life is called the calm. I think um, I'm ready to be an adult. I know that sounds crazy because I'm an adult. But um, I think I'm ready for it. I think I'm ready for what adulthood has to come. Um, and that's really put, you know, a lot of time and energy in my personal life. So I put so many hours, I put so much energy into man, my dream and the work and everything like that. And that's never going to stop, man. I've been good where I'm here. I'm locked in. And it's like really time to focus on like my personal life and, you know, and put the and put and put the faith and the dream and the hours in that. And, you know, I'll be good before, you know, what I'm saying God punch my clock to get out of here. <laughs> And um, as we're wrapping up the show, um, what would be your like last advice to our listeners um, who want to be in the music industry, but also feeling like 
um, struggle to where to start and what to do. We have something called Write Your Life, right? And the Write Your Life concept is very, is very real and very true. Um, if you want to see the things come to pass that you need, if you want to see things come to flourishing and everything like that, you have to like write your life. You have to really like go after what you believe. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Even even if you can't see it, you still got to, you know what I'm saying, be faithful to what that dream may be. And everything is not going to be easy. You know, it's hard before, you know, it gets easy. But even when you get in it, it that's 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 the real task. When the dream comes true. You got to actually keep whatever the expectations is that got you up in there. So it's like you got to always keep that thing that matters the most through the beginning, middle, and the end. And that's faith. And long as you got that, you'll be okay. For more, subscribe to Came a Long Way on Came a Long Way Apple podcast page and follow us on Instagram at Came a Long Way.